0: Hi, I'm Delaney Gustafson. And I'm Steven Taylor. And this is the Ruby's Corner Podcast, Season 2. Episode 3. Spring Fever. Brought to you by my allergies, which make me sound like a man. You're but welcome.
1: At least you know it's one of those fevers that can be cured the normal ways and not by a cowbell.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Everybody needs more cowbell. When it's raining so hard, and this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Not sure where you're going with that That was not a subtle segue anyway. I'm
1: sure Christopher Walken would have found a comeback.
0: He's good at that stuff.
1: There, we complimented someone. It's only been 40 (laughs) seconds.
0: Ta-da! Well, let's just jump right into it. Our very first song of the spring theme.
1: Yeah, should we talk Downpour?
0: Yes, which, by the way, had a different name before I played it. And I think I actually refer to it by its old name two or three times in the episode. Oh, I'd forgotten this. (laughs) my bad Uh, but also I had called it that for like 10 years you guys it's hard it's hard to rewrite Brains what was the old name? Uh, it was called Rain Keeps Falling (laughs) that's right because there's a part in the chorus that goes Rain Keeps Falling over and over again even though our child likes to call this the Crashing Down On Me song it's true so it goes by many names
1: (laughs) yeah she is a big fan of this one yeah well, I'd love to hear about kind of the transformation of this song. Because if I'm mm. correct, this is the first time you use the kalimba on mm-hmm. the uh, on the show.
0: Yep, it is the premiere of the kalimba. We'd never used it before, which, by the way, is also known as a mabira, I think, if I'm co- uh, saying that correctly. But it's a very fun thumb piano. And the keys are basically these little tongs that you hit. And it makes this really nice wooden sound because it has a nice little echo chamber behind it that gives it a great little woody sound, which I thought was perfect for rain sounds. You know, you, we use wood a lot in like rain sticks and, you know, you can get all kinds of fun it is natural very, sounds. Yeah, it is a
1: very clear, clean kind of sound.
0: Yeah, so I was encouraged a lot actually to do it by our good friend Tori, who shows up in season three and actually does play it while I then play the piano behind it later which we'll talk about in season three spoiler alert but uh for right now at least i actually just opened the song playing it opened the whole episode playing the main piano melody on the mabira and then i just put it down and then i go back to playing ruby <laughs> so it's a little bit of a transition i don't think i i don't think i do that in any other song actually where i, I play something so. and then i play something else that isn't just a different voice on the keyboard so that's fun
1: we need to get you one of those uh mary poppins or what, What's like name? one Bert. man band kind of mary poppins yeah, yeah yeah we need to get that for with if like you ever special do a comeback season or show
0: bass drum and cymbal and yep. like a harmonica piece and some yep. weird bells on my pants or something that i could just hit note, there we go
1: note to all our listeners if you hit your face with a crash cymbal it will not make the sound that it makes <laughs> on dick van dyke's face Maybe it's just because his nose is made of copper. I don't know. That's but just some
0: Disney magic for you. Maybe. Right be. there.
1: But uh, it didn't work on my face, that's for sure. So
0: <laughs> You tried that? I, I want to see that.
1: This I was mean, a I long don't, but ago. I do. But, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's a very atmospheric song. And so it seemed very appropriate to play this instrument first. And fun fact I actually, if you go looking for this song on my channel from season two, the season two channel version i actually didn't end up posting the performance of this version gasp i know it just seems like such fake news now but um it was actually from the literal next day i i think or two days later i did it on a sessions show again because it was very popular i i happen to really like this song a lot um and other people also really liked it that's why it's popular not just because i like it but anyway uh from the following saturday because i thought it was better there was something maybe it was because the nerves were out and i had already done it once and uh something just flowed better in it and the transition i think had one less little like bop of the microphone or something as i put it down so eh, that, that's what you find when you go looking for it on youtube do we
1: have to rename this podcast episode to be like Sessions actual... Podcast? Or... No.
0: No, and I think actually the version you hear on the podcast is the one that I played. The OG. The OG. So fun fact, yeah, again, you can hear two different versions. One here on the podcast and one on my YouTube channel slash in an album. So soon.
1: Hint, hint, Not sure how much of that the... <laughs> actually got picked up that's fine we'll find out okay no i was gonna ask about transformation of this song specifically because i mean not to like hint and spoilers too much for other things like hint hint as you were just Uh whispering Uh but but curious about uh, how this song you know moved from piano into kalimba how you Mm. got there and then beyond that what what uh development the song has gone through since
0: yeah um so this is one of the older songs Just just to give a little background on its lifespan i suppose it was uh started in 2000 i want to say ten. no nope, it was definitely 2011 2011 is when i started downpour and then i think it was with a different melody and different chord structure than it has currently it really came into what you hear now in 2012 uh, i was actually playing in a practice room at our university and got this idea to do kind of the power chord structure backwards Um, and it gave this really cool hanging feeling at the end so uh, if you're familiar with chords this one the main verses they go g major f major a minor c major with a little ninth thrown in there, and so it, it has this kind of like feeling of ending, but also not quite reaching its end because it's technically on the subdominant, which is a fun theory word for anybody who doesn't
1: know what that Speak means. Speak up! This is important. <laughs> okay,
0: Stephen loves theory, so he's probably like, "Yes, yes, please say more." <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so
1: if I can explain this part because I'm excited about this one. Um, not that I'm not excited about other things. But sure. <laughs> This is a chord that structurally has a strong pull toward the dominant, which has a strong pull back to the tonic, the one. So if you think about it, like this is often used as a preparatory chord to get to the chord that leads back to home base, as it were. Mm -hmm. So it's not usually uh, in polite society used as the ending chord although (laughs) ever since the the early o's particularly we've had a lot of like uh, there's a decent amount of alternative music that would end on a four chord Mm -hmm. um, for this different sort of unfinished feeling it's very effective that way
0: Um, and it goes excuse me and my allergies right into the kind of idea of the song which is about seeing the writing on the wall of something uh, the anxiety that something is off or wrong, but you can't name exactly why. And so there's there's no resolution to this idea that guides the song. So it matches, theoretically. Get it? <laughs> theoretically. Uh, <laughs> uh. So it doesn't resolve completely, but it feels like something is still kind of complete. Emotion, Yeah, it, it, you're still right where you are. You're just waiting to figure out what is next. And so I really like this song for how that all comes together and this one is often i think we've talked about this one many times as one of the like epitome of you know those songs that are just like delaney songs.
1: this is a very delaney yeah. song. yeah i don't want to spend all the time on this song but i would, a- would love to ask if you have a favorite lyric from the song oh
0: oh, oh, oh. um and it's changed so many times the
1: we just cut out about two minutes of podcast now she's going to tell us her favorite lyric. <laughs> no,
0: we didn't. uh so
1: no we didn't actually
0: no uh i think so if i had to pick one of my favorite lyrics it's actually probably one of the ones that came r- later i was really bugged by the second half of my second verse for a really long time and then i realized as i was finessing this idea of not knowing where this anxiety is coming from this second half of verse two really reflected that for me in a way that was also really alliterative and i liked that <laughs> it's a uh, because these clouds and cryptic replies are heavy to bear when there's no blame implied so kind of this idea of literal clouds because we're talking about rain but also the clouds of kind of illusion and not really getting where you you feel like you've ever been in that moment when somebody's like talking to you and you feel like they mean exactly the opposite and I'm not talking about sarcasm here I'm just saying like there seems to be an underlying meaning that you are missing or that you are inserting into everything that somebody does and so it's, it gets heavy to bear after a while especially if you don't feel like you can talk about it and so there's no blame implied in this situation where you don't know why this person would be upset with you maybe but it feels like they are so that kind of sensation of wait well, are we okay like wh- what's going on you know is very much the the piece of this song so that's one of my favorite lyrics
1: confusing yes. and appropriate <laughs> I'm I am excited, having heard having heard other versions of this song as well. Not just, you know, the live version for Ruby's Corner, but hearing mm. you perform this song on a number of other occasions. I'm excited for the listeners to get likewise to hear some of the other other shapes this song could take particularly. Definitely. Should we talk under the tree?
0: Sure. Yeah. This is another fun finding again song. I thought when we first started season two that we had covered most of these, but I think this is actually where the majority of them lie i i didn't actually tally it out but um, yeah, i think
1: it really was only a couple yeah i mean finding again itself and um take me away um
0: no take me away is in this season oh it is oh well, yeah because you shows play how much i remember <laughs> but um love was in the last That's one right, though. That's yeah right love and finding again we're in the last one but um one we've heard in season mm-hmm. well in season two episode one that we've discussed already we've done some of silly strings in season one um we don't have to do a play-by-play of every single song right now but but this is one of these this ones is from one finding of ones. again
1: different mm-hmm. version here in the sense of uh, instrumentation a little bit yeah because we didn't perform this with violin now
0: not on this occasion no though i would love to do this one with you that would be really fun yeah it's, yeah, it's
1: a fun violin part. Yeah. Tricky, tricky violin part. One of the trickier Ooh. ones.
0: Is it the one that sounds like it should sound basic, but is actually really challenging? I, forget. I feel like there was one of them that I wrote for you that was like, it sounds like it should be so simple, but it's actually really tricky.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one is just a little tricky in how it traverses the, the range. It, has a, it jumps up and down the range of the violin much more quickly than some of the other mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. Um, which just generally facilitates going from string to string. It's not super high range, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it takes a different kind of dexterity just to play a little bit in the violin part.
0: And you do great with it. So thank you Thanks. for. Doing I mean it, it. honestly, it I don't
1: I think uh, I could probably do better now than when we recorded it initially. so I guess we'll, we'll just have to, have to, to do it. it, right it. Well, I
0: guess we'll just have to do that sometime. Well,
1: so here's the question. what kind of tree are we what kind of tree is... This?
0: <laughs> well, if it's this time of year spring and the theme, then you know my favorite kind of tree would be a crepe myrtle tree, but it's probably gonna have to be a lot bigger <laughs> than your average crepe myrtle tree. Oh,
1: so but, I, <laughs> like, yeah, crepe myrtle would be great for like later in the summer, but Maybe
0: uh, that's fair. If you don't know what a crape myrtle is, there's a lot of them here in North Carolina where we happen to live. So not
1: a, not a specific tree, though. No. I did want to talk one theory for One that looks this like song. the front
0: of the album that the Corey okay, yes, yes, tree. There's the, there's the it's picture. It's great. I don't know what tree he might have been inspired by if there was one not, specifically. Not a crape
1: myrtle, not a magnolia. No.
0: Deciduous. Definitely. Um, Big. Could be. <laughs> one that can sustain a swing because mm-hmm. that's kind of like the... The feeling and idea of this—that if we're going to talk about Uh, theories, possibly hickory. No, I was going to talk about
1: the the (laughs) honestly the theory because this is a two chord song, right?
0: Yes, it's as we call it basic, but it gives this kind of feel. I think of going back and forth like a swing, which at first I thought would sound super boring, but was actually part of the challenge of writing this. Like why I wrote this song was I was like I want to find a way to write a song with just two chords, see if that's possible. And there's probably a couple of other, like, accidentals and things added in throughout to make sure that it doesn't just sound like I'm literally only playing six notes in this entire song. But so. it
1: really <laughs> does stick to the two chords. It, everything feels functionally like it works in both those chords. Mm-hmm. If you did a Shankran analysis, or I mean, any analysis, mm-hmm. no, not just Shankran.
0: Now we're really getting know? into the theory, you guys. Any
1: any analysis, you'll, wow. you'll get it. It's very clean, <laughs> and it's, it's adherence to the two chord structure. Yes. But I do think it works well and doesn't feel like it's you know beating the snot out of two chords. That's good. And yeah. if any of you ever want to hear my favorite ideas for a one chord song, I'm mm, he's glad got to hear
0: them. he's got portfolio of that. Yes, we literally talked about this from something from what, just days Chrono Cross. Like yes, days ago. yes,
1: uh, one of my favorite uh, tracks from the Chrono Cross OST by Yasunori Mitsuda is a one chord song. Mm-hmm.
0: If you haven't picked up on it yet, guys, we really like talking about music. <laughs> That's probably part of the reason we do this. So we don't just do it here. And we don't just do it about my music. Like, we just talk about we, music. We actually do talk about it. So <laughs> so if you want to talk about music, come talk to us. It's it's fun.
1: Let's talk spring if we can. If Let's you're okay, do we, it. We, yeah. I, Under the Tree is great. But spring is really different because this is truly the premiere of this song, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And really, Under the Tree, like, we I've talked about that one. A lot like mm-hmm. just the, the the whole story of it's a moment a girl and a boy go from being kind of besties to being in love with each other and it just happens to happen under a tree so a lot of the song is quite basic so literally the, it the wasn't chords, the tree's fault right? no, i mean that would be an amazing tree people would be like i gotta get under this tree yo or i gotta not get
1: under this tree, <laughs> that's depending. fair
0: be careful who you take to the tree anyway <laughs> i feel like that just needs to be on a t-shirt or something now <laughs> be careful who you take to the tree yeah for real <laughs> But but yeah, spring whole oh, a lot more complex both theoretically. Uh, again, it was worse the second time. <laughs> and <laughs> in substance as well. So
1: So you wrote this recently before the performance, correct? Just a yes. of months before the performance.
0: Yeah, so you know, Downpour was 2011, Under the Tree was basically 2013, Spring was 2019. It definitely jumps. This one was the first, well, not that I ever wrote on ukulele, but that I wrote on ukulele without just going four chord structure. So I was just kind of experimenting with uh, strings and how they sounded if I only played a couple of them or trying to make basic patterns. So we open with some open fifths and stuff. Yeah, this was the very first time that I performed it.
1: But I believe you have multiple inversions of one of the chords of your five chord or your five seven in this. So yeah,
0: um. it's, it's honestly so complex, I can't pull it up in my brain the same way I do other ones. I I think I might have even had to perform this one with a cheat sheet, not of lyrics, but just of chords, like a post-it note. If you've ever seen my desk, you know it's covered in post-it notes, like all the time. But <laughs> this was one of the few performances that I needed help because there were so many changing parts. Um, so the verses have their own structure. The choruses have their own structure. There's like a little... Um, pre-chorus before the first and second chorus and then there's a bridge that has a different structure (laughs) so it, it changes a lot and it moves around a lot which i think is one of the reasons it's a really strong song is that it's really dynamic that way uh matching the substance of the song because the substance of the song the lyrics to me they evolved a lot from when they were first written so i started writing this song caught in between two ideas Which was feelings about the struggles a friend of mine was going through dealing with infertility and then also my feelings about winter and isolation. And then as I was rewriting this later and polishing it for this particular performance over the winter in between season one and season two of Ruby's Corner, it was added to with the isolation added by the pandemic. And it's only taken on new meanings as I continue to play it and as I've continued to have experiences since full vulnerability moment. Like we were not getting pregnant as quickly as we wanted to be. And so actually experiencing it rather than just watching somebody go through it, it took on a whole new meaning for me and a whole new uh, experience and reality just to listen to it and play it myself because it became more personal. It's got all of these different layers about different feelings that feel very like coming into the light or going into the darkness and then coming into the light of watching something both pass away and not grow and then blossoming and becoming something that you've always dreamed of. So I like the, like I said, dynamic nature of it
1: that way well i was curious yeah the sort of the journey of this song it feels like another of these uh women who run with the wolves kind of songs to get back to what we talked about two episodes ago Mm, was this another prompted by Sort of uh, what you had been reading?
0: Not as much directly, but it was definitely within the same time frame. So it probably, by osmosis, just kind of got some of the same flavor. And it was definitely in the same pool of songs being written as some of the ones we talked about last time, like Woman and paper, okay, um, paper Plane. Paper <clears> Plane. <throat> that's that right. That was the one. Again, I think this one fits in really well with all of those. I would love to do a performance someday of... What those would include, maybe we'll watch out for that in the future.
1: If I ever write a a song with similar lyrics, it's going to be called Sprung Rhythm. And <laughs>
0: okay, I'll just leave it at
1: that for now. <laughs> more to come on that. I probably will never write. I'm this trying song. to
0: decide if that was more of an English nerd joke or a dad joke, right there.
1: <laughs> it was an English nerd joke. <laughs> Drown is the next song
0: the final song of the episode
1: yeah yeah and i really wondered like why drown last
0: i know <laughs> after you have these really, i, I like, really tender... love spring
1: personally but yes. i mean i, I this is uh, you've got great songs through the whole the whole episode and drown is a great song but yeah but why drown is an ending
0: i think it at the time Oh, i get it
1: because you die <laughs>
0: Wow. He was just waiting for that. He was waiting for me to start just some sentence and then he was just like, "Oh yeah, this is what I'm going to say. Cuz you die." That's what
1: I- It was not a planned joke. <laughs> Did not plan uh, any jokes for this episode.
0: No. Oh, okay. We didn't have lyrics in the wings here waiting for their opportunity. That was just one time. Oh, okay.
1: Or four times on one episode That's or what six, I was maybe gonna six say. times on yep. one episode, but
0: <laughs> But yeah, Drown definitely has a very different flavor than these three and I think part of it was so that it wouldn't feel like this episode was just one level. (laughs) That's
1: a way to do it. Oh, life and growth and falling in love. And that was death too.
0: I mean, the first song was kind of about anxiety. I mean, you could definitely sell it off as... (laughs) being just about rain i guess so you know it's keeping with the water theme that's true <laughs> here we go bookends you fever. know that's- we came back around a little bit but yeah this uh the spring fever idea i guess was really what this one ended as so it was a big finish it was the big finish of the spring fever episode uh where it's it's about infatuation or maybe just about escape in a way too, where you want to get lost in someone. Uh, Maybe you want something a little too much or you're avoiding something else too much by burying it and, or in this case, drowning in it. So um, I like this one because it's soulful it, it's really fun to sing. No, and it was one of the ones that people loved hearing me perform after they knew that I had written it. So I was like, okay, well, this is a safety in case, you know, some of these other ones are just a little low-key for people. Like, let's give them a high finish. So,
1: Well, I, I do remember distinctly the first time I heard you perform this, which I believe, oh. well, it was in a, your outdoor performance uh, when we were in college. Outdoor performance. The one at
0: Creighton? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's right. Yep. Was, that was the first time I had heard this I song. forgot that
0: it was in the, the um, set on that one.
1: And i had heard most of the songs you performed before but this one i had not heard and i, re- I remembered it one this one stuck with me
0: Ooh, um, i don't believe good. it was the
1: only one that you had not per- that i had not heard you perform but uh, i remember this one and it's been mm. a decade yeah just a few months
0: since so. that was 2013. yep in august september that you saw things. there you go there yeah i wasn't sure exactly if that was in the set but i it's actually kind of funny that you mention it at um at our university because I thought I was going to be playing it that spring before (laughs) spring (laughs) coming back to the theme yay so they had this thing basically an American Idol kind of like competition of sorts on campus for whatever reason they were having a hard time getting people to sign up and technically I didn't sign up because I had already done it the year before and so I didn't think I was allowed because they didn't technically like that and I didn't actually end up getting called back because they're like oh sorry yeah we verified the rules yeah you're technically not supposed to do it but they invited me to audition they were like can you please audition for this <laughs> so i i auditioned with this song and uh it was it was really great experience honestly because they all were really polite and amazing and how they were like oh yeah you're definitely getting through don't even worry about it we'll give you the official call later and we'll we'll check on that rule but yeah you're 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 totally in you know As long as that goes through. And then it didn't go through. (laughs) So that was really funny. (laughs)
1: So basically, the point I'm getting is you start with anxiety and then everything goes (laughs) terrible. And that's the whole story of this episode, right? No. You, You said earlier too much of a good thing, like too much of a good thing, like too many happy songs well too much of a good thing like water can kill you
0: too so watch out for that water i don't have as many stories about like the writing of this one it's an extended metaphor about water and honestly i just wanted to push myself in writing something that felt a little more like soulful and gave a little bit more of my range and stuff so wrote this there you go
1: it does make a strong finale and i and i do agree it makes some nice contrast with the other songs very curious to see over the course of the season when we when we mm. get to the end when we get to the end of this whole season if we look back at all the micro stories you know mm-hmm. the loves the love section and you know the pre, the valentines episode mm-hmm. spring fever here yes. uh, other episodes i'm very curious where this will fit in a macro journey across all Ooh. these other things but uh That might be a topic for the end of the...
0: As we review the season. season of the podcast. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. We'll have to make note. We'll just uh, go get our people on that. Yeah, yeah. Editor Son, remember that one. (laughs) That's pretty much it for the spring episode. If we missed something, I mean, y'all can always at us on social media or DM us.
1: And again, I just want to put a little plug, like these versions of the songs you've heard on this episode listen to them again and stuff but there are other iterations of the songs in existence too and i'm excited for when you get to hear other of the some of these iterations of songs you'll hear and across the you know across this season
0: and there may be more coming she says cryptically so okay goodbye little plug yes yes and that's it and we didn't insult anybody this whole episode except
1: delaney (laughs) <laughs> and me. So
0: maybe like, allergies like calm me down. That's, I don't know.
1: So Mother Nature also got the boot on this episode, but better. the
0: inspiration of the episode, we just cut down. It's fine. Okay. Bye. bye. We love you guys. <laughs>